It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It was a thrill. You know, I've dreamed about those. I've done a lot of those in my time, and uh, I have seen an opportunity to get up and get one. And My teammates would give me a lot of crap about not dunking, so I had to get that one in, so it was good. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 24th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk all about the Orlando Magic's win over the Cleveland Cavaliers as the Magic go to 1-0 on the season with a season-opening victory, 94-85 to over the Cavaliers. We'll talk about all about that game, including Markel Fultz's big performance, and then we'll talk a little bit about what, what, where the Magic are at and what this all means as the team gets set for the rest of the regular season now. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. I work by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast 
covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find here on the Locked On Magic podcast from a local expert who knows their team best. Whether it's Locked On Cavs with the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Magic's next opponent, Locked On Hawks for the Atlanta Hawks, you can find a podcast to get you set for any team in the NBA. Plus, we have Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy Basketball to get you set for your fantasy basketball season, and several new podcasts, too, covering the NBA. You can find all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts. Also, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNBANet. You can find all these great podcasts plus MLB, NFL, college, and NHL, too. You can find it all on the Locked On Podcast Network wherever you download podcasts, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The play that, that Markel Fultz is describing there is, is going to be the play that everyone remembers from this game. A thunderous one-handed jam that capped off a really stunning and exciting debut for Fultz. Go through the final box score later with 12 points, 6 for 12 shooting, 6 assists for Markel Fultz. A really strong game for the for the 21-year-old playing in his first game, first regular season game since November 19th, 2018. It was a, a game for him that saw how much potential he has. And in that moment, it was a big moment. It put an exclamation point on what was a solid, sometimes rough, but overall encouraging victory for the Orlando Magic. Did the Magic go out there and dominate the Cleveland Cavaliers? For a good chunk of the game, yeah. Did the Magic still show some of their flaws? Sure, no doubt. But they also showed all of their potential. And that's 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 what we'll talk about a little bit later on in the show. But first, the nuts and bolts. The Orlando Magic took control of this game thanks to a 23... Uh, thanks to a... Run in the second quarter was 16-0 at one point. Final, the final tally on that run was... I got, I got the score here. 23-5. to 23-5 run in the second quarter. Gave Orlando a 20-point lead. And from there, it was pretty easy coasting. Cleveland did cut the lead down to five in, in the second half, but... Orlando responded immediately out of a timeout with an N8-1 run to reassert control over the game. And from there, it was just a series of runs for Orlando to just continually keep their hands on this game. A lot of it charged by Markel Fultz, and a lot of it simply charged by their defense. Throughout the preseason, we saw what Orlando looked like when they snapped to attention. And so, attention waned a little bit in this game. But overall, Orlando's defense was on point throughout. They trapped and controlled the Cavaliers. They forced Cleveland into the shots they wanted. Even when they made mistakes, even when they gave up offensive rebounds, Orlando was able to recover and force misses. The Cavs, just seven second-chance points, three for 10 shooting on second-chance points off of 10 offensive rebounds. It's a pretty good number, and all of those coming in the second half, in fact. It's a pretty good number for the Magic and a pretty good effort overall.
Orlando got con- positive contributions seemingly from everyone. Everyone on this team seemed to have a moment. Whether it was, you know, even through foul trouble, Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon did some really good things defensively. Jonathan Isaac with a crazy Euro step after a blocked, after a blocked shot at the rim uh, in the second quarter during that 16-0 run. Or just after that 16-0 run, actually. Nikola Vucevic, just the solid, steady play that you expect from him. Markel Fultz, obviously, getting into the lane. Michael Carter-Williams even coming off the bench and, and providing some good defensive energy. Orlando always seemed to have their answer, to have an ability to, you know, maybe lose their sights a little bit. I mean, the offensive ball movement would would go dead for a while or or, or the team wouldn't be able to, to get itself out of the mud offensively. And that's going to be a struggle for this team throughout the year is finding consistent offensive attack and offensive push. But every time the Magic seemed to get themselves into trouble, they got were able to get themselves back out of it. They're able to get back to what they know they have to do and the way they know they have to play. And to me, that's encouraging. To me, this first game was a a, a solid effort, a great defensive game, which is going to be this team's spine, and one that showed promise offensively. Still work to do, mind you, but promise nonetheless. And really, it's about growth from here. And that's something that Steve Clifford talks about a lot. That the NBA is really about how you progress and how you grow throughout the season. It's not one to put limits on his team. He's not one to say, okay, this is what we have to do and, and get there. This, this is about getting better with each day. And on this first day, on this first game, you know, Orlando started off slow defensively. It took them a while to find their footing. There was a lot of energy in the building, but... Their defense really paved the way to this victory. That's exactly how the Magic want to win. The Orlando Magic defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers 94-85. to A low-scoring game in this modern NBA. Both teams shoot worse than 45%. Plenty of flaws still to work out and, and, and get through. But overall... Overall, the Magic have a lot to be excited about, as well as a lot to work on. Before we move into the box score, though, Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com. When you enter the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout again, that's $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's run through the final box score for you real fast here. Nikola Vucevic paces, paces the Orlando Magic with 21 points, 8 for 16 shooting, uh, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, a just overall solid game for Nikola Vucevic. Uh, I, I don't think that there was anything particularly special about what Vucevic did. It just 
consistent scoring effort throughout the game. He was really never the leading scorer until late in the game. Um, when Orlando needed buckets, Vucevic was there. Uh, and I think that's kind of the way you want to use him. You know, he's kind of a fulcrum. He'll, you, you run your offense through, around him more than through him, I would say. Uh, and, and, you know, you give him some post touches and he'll make, make those shots. You know, I think, you know, uh, the way I would describe this game is if we're going back to the eight-game preseason schedule, so before the shortened preseason, uh, the way I would describe this game is sort of a late-stage preseason game. There's a lot of general sloppiness. There was a lot of, um, a lot of the team, both teams really, not playing all the way to their potential, um, I would say. Uh, but slowly but surely, they got themselves into form. Slowly but surely, uh, uh, you know, you could see them beginning to look like a regular season team. And so in that sense, this game still felt like a preseason game. That there were still mistakes, you know, certainly more attention given to the game and certainly kind of a, a heightened awareness, so it's not completely preseason game, but you can still tell guys are working out the kinks. And, and you know, I think the long stretches where the Magic didn't score, and they had a lead where, you know, they, you know, the, I think the one thing to be a little concerned about or the one thing that the team knows they'll have to do better next time is they played with, they played sloppy with a lead, which, you know, I don't think you can do. I don't think that's something that, that you should look to do. I mean, you've got to be more precise when you have a lead, in fact. Um, when the Magic had the lead, they were throwing the ball a little bit around too much, and, and that allowed Cleveland an, an opportunity to get back into the game, and, and in fact, Cleveland did take it. Uh, the Magic were up by 15 at the end of the, at, with about two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Cleveland made three straight threes, made it six, and you had to start sweating a little bit. You know, Orlando's defense got, you know, took care of business. Cleveland missed a couple shots, and Orlando finished it off at the free throw line. So, uh, you know, no crisis averted there, I suppose. Um, but Orlando has got to do a little bit better job with the lead. And, and, and in that sense, you know, Vucevic was solid. Um, there are definitely still some shots where his timing was just a hair off. Um, but overall, just a solid game from Nikola Vucevic. I thought defensively, he was pretty solid. Um, I thought at, at, on a few occasions, he lost contact with Tristan Thompson, let Thompson get some deep post position on him. Um, you know, there's, there's still little things with the defense, especially individual play uh, on the perimeter. Guards have to do a better job keeping keeping their guy out of the paint, so Vucevic doesn't doesn't have to come and help so much. Um, I think that's going to be something key key to watch over the next few games as well. Uh, Aaron Gordon on that point as as a starter, nine points, two for eight shooting, four for six from the foul line, two rebounds, three assists. Um, he did some good things. I, I don't want to put too much by him, um, but very similar to the preseason, he. Uh, his timing on and his timing on his finishes just wasn't there. Um, he was able to get to the basket early and, and was able to kind of force his way toward the rim, but just wasn't able to finish. And, and so finding ways to get him going was was a bit of a struggle. Um, he did do a good job defensively on Kevin Love. I, I think you have to recognize that. 11 points, 4 for 10 shooting for Kevin Love. But Love still ends up with 18 rebounds, and Gordon's poor rebounding was a big thing. Um, Steve Clifford, again, pointed to rebounding. As a huge issue for this team throughout the preseason, it was an issue again in this game. Cleveland with 10 offensive rebounds. Didn't convert on very many of those. But, you know, the rebounds are still there. The point is still there. The Magic have to be better rebounding the ball and finishing defensive possessions. That's the only thing that's going to get them in trouble. Um, I thought defensively, one of the big weaknesses for the Magic was the fact that they were collapsing into the paint too quickly. So they left some three-point shooters open, and especially off of offensive rebounds. If they can't collectively grab that rebound, 
they're going to be exposed a little bit on the three-point line. So I think that's something that they'll have to work on and keep an eye on as uh, as the season continues again. It's just one game. It's just one data point. So you don't want to overreact to anything one way or the other. We don't have trends trends yet. But um, Gordon, I think, will we'll get himself into rhythm. Uh, but, you know, I, I liked his shot selection, honestly. I, I thought early on his shots were fine. I, throughout the game, I thought his shots were fine. They just weren't going in. So it's it's somewhat similar to the preseason in that respect. Evan Fournier with 16 points, 7 for 13 shooting, 4 assists for him. Uh, early on, Fournier especially was hitting his shots, and, and it's just good. To, this is the kind of game you want Evan Fournier to have. Shooting better than 50%, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc. Um, just, he's able to get you 15 points just that easily. And, and if he can do that efficiently, he will be more than fine. So um, good to see Evan Fournier put in this kind of a game. I know it's something that, that the Magic absolutely need him to do. Magic's bench was huge in this game throughout. Markel Fultz, the place to start. 12 points, 6 for 12 shooting, uh, missed three three-pointers, but six assists as well. He had three turnovers, again, very sloppy a little bit in the fourth quarter with the Magic building their lead, but when the Magic were building their lead, not, not when they had it, when they were building their lead up into double digits, Fultz was very critical in that part. In the first quarter, he had he made his first three shots, two of them driving layups. He's just able to get into the paint very, very easily. He was able to drive... Uh, against against Darius Garland and Colin Sexton and Matthew Dellavedova and just finish over and around them. And and that's something the Magic desperately need. Everyone on this team would say the biggest thing they're missing is, is a one-on-one uh, dribble-drive attacker, and that's exactly what Fultz gives this team. And, and there's no sign that, that he wouldn't be able to do that in this game. He was able to take his guy off the dribble, finish around the basket, and, and you know, teams are going to dare him to shoot. He hit a 15-foot jumper in the first quarter. Um, you know, honestly, he missed those three three-pointers, but he took them and didn't hesitate taking them. And I think that's a really good sign. Yes, he missed them, missed one really badly. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I, I like that he took those shots. And, and honestly, the first one, I didn't think he shot it very confidently. The next two, you know, was a little bit more confident in that. And so I think, you know, you build that confidence now. You let him get his misses in. I mean, if he's going to miss. But but you, you, hope, you know that he'll continue to work on that and continue to get more comfortable with that. And I think that's a huge step. And... You know, it honestly looks like he doesn't need that much of a jumper if he's going to get in the paint as much as he did because he's able to find big men. Um, he's able to find his centers diving to the rim uh, when he does get into the paint. He found Mo Bamba a couple times, had a nice alley-oop dunk in the first quarter, had a really nice kind of no-look behind the back pass to him in the second half, had a nice wraparound to Nikola Vucevic in the fourth quarter as well. Um, and that was the prelude to, to what's really special about him is his finishing ability. Um, that dunk, that one-handed dunk, dunk that came in the fourth quarter, that that really kind of put the exclamation point on this game, really came uh, off of a no play. Um, you know, it looked like the Magic were going to slow things down, and and he kind of saw the, the the red seat parting, and just attacked, and Cleveland couldn't react in time, and and he was able to get get an easy basket. There's a play shortly after that that I thought was just as impressive, where Fultz drove her along the baseline, and was able to hit a reverse layup, uh, you know, a pretty acrobatic reverse layup, and we've seen him do that already this season and during the preseason. Um, you know, is Fultz going to score 12 points every single game? You know, no. You know, I, I think a big theme of this game is that, you know, these are all just flashes of what this team can be. Um, you know, we don't know what consistency looks like for this group yet, but but we saw what this team can possibly do, and, and, and Fultz is certainly uh, chief among them. So uh, a really strong effort from Markel Fultz. Uh, you know, obviously the story of the game, what everyone's talking about is just, just how good he looked on the floor, you know, and, and, and the coaching staff and the players would all say that, that he had a positive impact on this game. And, and honestly, the Magic don't win this game without him. 
You know, you could say that there's a lot of kind of no stat all stars here. Alpha Rukuminu uh, had some really good minutes with Isaac and Gordon both in foul trouble throughout the game. Um, he ended up playing 29 minutes, and yeah, five points, one for five shooting doesn't sound sound impressive, but you know he was good defensively, especially on Kevin Love, uh, and, and did a lot of really good things. Seven rebounds for him. He you know fills in gaps. That's what Al Farouk does. Uh, Michael Carter Williams came in for almost 15 minutes. Um, you know only scored two points, but again, just he he's so good defensively and, and does a lot of really good things. Just keeping the team's pace up, and 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 Clifford feels like he has to play him, especially in this early start part of the season, as players kind of ease themselves back into uh, full minutes. And and so I think that you know you see you're going to see a lot of these kind of no stat all stars uh, play really well for for this team. The Orlando Magic end up shooting 43. percent Like I said, their offense bogged down a little bit. They they didn't move the ball as effectively for long stretches of time and. That allowed Cleveland to get back into the game, and Orlando's going to have to do a better job, A, finishing. I think they missed a lot of shots around the rim that, that they'll normally make, uh, and B, you know, making sure they don't turn the ball over. Orlando with 13 turnovers in the game leads to 11 Cleveland points, so it didn't kill them, just like the offensive rebounding didn't kill them. They give up 10 offensive rebounds uh, for seven second-chance points. Orlando knows it will have to do better in both against, frankly, better competition. The Cavs are not a good team. Um, you know, they're, they're young. They got some interesting young players. Um, Orlando was able to keep them all in check. Uh, Darius Garland, three for nine in his first game. Colin Sexton, five for 15 in, in his debut. You know, you got Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench for two for 12. Kevin Porter Jr. coming off the bench for over, over six. Cavaliers just didn't have any depth. When they broke their starting lineup, they struggled to score a lot. And Orlando took advantage of that, as they should, because Orlando's bench is certainly better and certainly has more options and, and Clifford did a good job breaking his lineup, breaking up his lineup and really for, except for a three minute stretch at the end of the second quarter, making sure there's at least one starter on the floor. And even in that stretch that the starters weren't on the floor, uh, the Magic were able to, to be positive, I think, uh, in the plus minus, although I, I, I'm not a huge fan of that, that lineup that, that Clifford used. Um, Orlando, though, nine for 30, you know, you can kind of see the, uh, the offensive ball movement die and, 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 you know, they would get it back and it would, it would kind of resurrect a little bit. But, you know, the scoreline says it all, 94-85. to 85, The Magic defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, the defense was good. The offense still needs work. And there's probably aspects of the defense that need work too. So, it's better competition. It's going to be a little bit more difficult, of course. Um, the Magic get the Hawks on Saturday. They'll provide a little bit of a sterner challenge as the Hawks are certainly a better offensive team. But certainly, the Magic have to feel good about where they're at after one game. The Orlando Magic defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers 94-85. to They'll uh, get ready for their second game on Saturday against the Atlanta Hawks. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But like I said, you don't want to overreact to one game. It's just one data point. But that one data point, at least to Steve Clifford, was important. Before the game, and you know, the coaches all do a, a, a pre-game media availability. Um, Steve Clifford seemed pretty at ease, as, as much at ease as I've I've seen him before a game. He said, you know, 
at this point of the season, you just want to see where you're at. And, and you know, the preseason games give you a little information. Practices give you a little information. But nothing really tells you where your team is at more than a real game against, another, you know, obviously against another, another team. But one that counts when the pressure to win is truly on. Trying to understand exactly what your team needs to work on and exactly how much they've retained from the regu- from the preseason, from training camp, and are able to, to employ it. And then what you need to work on in practice to get better. Steve Clifford firmly believes that the goal of a season is to get better as the year moves on, to, to, to make progress as the year moves on. You're not coming out as a fully formed team at this point. And so uh, this first data point kind of tells you what you need to work on. It also, in some respects, shows exactly who you can be. And the magic certainly showed exactly what they have to do to succeed this season. We, you know, our defense when it was uh, when it was said we would play good defense. You know, we had a tough time scoring. And offensively, when we you know, moved the ball, we played the right way. We went to the second, third action, and we were able to, to score and uh, get good looks. And uh, so yeah, we, I thought just thought you know, we had uh, you know periods of times where you know we kind of went away from it. You know, we our traditional defense wasn't always good, and uh, you know we let, kept uh, we kept letting them come back into the game. So. Uh, it's important to stay consistent with that. Uh, you know, we can't play around. If we, you know, build a 15-point lead, you know, we have to hold on to it or extend it. You know, we, we keep giving them chances to come back. Uh, you know, tonight we're able to hold them off and win, but you know, we we have to be better at uh, with that. Nobody should confuse how the Magic played in, in Wednesday's opener as them being ready for for something greater, or, or them, you know, looking like the team that they will be throughout the course of the season. They showed their flaws. They again, they 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 showed that they're still growing and still learning and, and all that. And the team having an awareness of this is certainly a positive sign, as Nikola Vucevic said there. But through it all, there were these glimpses, these flashes of what they can be. None seemed greater than during that twenty-three to five run in the second quarter when Orlando took firm control of the game when they got up by twenty. When their defense fed their offense, when they were forcing Cleveland into difficult shots and contesting everything and gobbling up every rebound and forcing turnovers and getting out in transition and Jonathan Isaac was doing the, that Euro step and, and the ball was moving so crisply offensively that, that everything seemed to come very easily for them. The Magic looked like that for several other stretches in the game. And Markel Fultz had his moment and everyone seemed to have their moment when they were playing at an incredibly high level. The team saw throughout the course of this game just what it can be and really just how powerful it is, the kinds of players that they've got on this team and what they can bring to the group. Yeah, we got a ton of players on this team that can go. You know, they can go on both ends. I think that's a, a big component of this team. We got a lot of two-way players. And um, you know, we got a lot of depth on this team, so uh, it's good knowing that you have talent all around. The two-way nature of this team, as, as Aaron Gordon hinted there, it was certainly evident. You know, whether you know specifically in Isaac and Gordon, but Michael Carter Williams has it, Fultz has it, 
Uh, Terrence Ross has it a little bit. Aminu certainly has it. it everything seemed to work, and, 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 and there was certainly that potential for it to work and, and play together, and, and it's only going to grow with time. The team, though, has its flaws. They, had, they built that 20-point lead and saw it drop down to five. They have clearly established a defensive identity. That's who they want to be. But there's still a lot of work to do. And the Cavs, no offense to Cleveland or the Cavs or Cavs fans, Cavs are not probably going to make the playoffs. They're not, a, they're not that kind of team. They're, they're a growing young team with a new coach still figuring out the league and you know a team still trying to figure out their coach. So Orlando really took advantage of that. Certainly, Clifford was happy overall with the defensive results, but he understands that if the offense doesn't pick up hit slack and the offense doesn't play consistently on its end, they're going to struggle. That they're not going to, to take the step that they all hope that they can take. The Magic turned the ball over plenty in this game, plenty more than they wanted to, 13 times. And it was really the kinds of turnovers. You don't mind sort of aggressive turnovers, but... Sloppy turnovers on outlet passes trying to push the ball too far ahead. Those kinds of turnovers, or I mean, even Markel Fultz. I mean, if there's a criticism of Markel Fultz, is he felt a little too confident, it seemed like, and, and lost control of the ball a few times and just had some really silly bad turnovers that you just can't have when you're, you're playing at a high level. But still, Orlando did a lot of things well. Still... Orlando got out and transitioned better. They created shots for each other. In the moments that mattered, Orlando looked really good. They were always able to reel themselves back into playing the way that they know they have to play. And now it's just about building consistency. This game was the start, not the finish. And as a start, it's a good reminder of just what this team can be. And, um, you know, there's going to be times we have to look back at this and tell us, you know, this is, what we, this is how we have to play. You know, inside out, defensive team, scrappy. Um, there's still things we got to work on, but, um, you know, this is a good benchmark for us. And this was the benchmark. This is how the Magic are going to have to play. These are the lessons they're going to have to learn. And for a first game, Orlando passed the test. They got the win, which is what matters most. And yes, they, they look the way that they want to look, at least defensively. There's still work to do. The, the journey is not over. There's, you know, if the team needed to play a playoff game tomorrow, I'd be concerned. It's still early in the season. There's still a lot of growing to go. But the Magic showed just how good they can be. Just how much fun they can be. And from there, who knows what they can be. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.